Welcome back, everybody. This is the Hop Nation USA podcast. This is episode 188. That is a lot. We survived our murder episode of the long timeline where all podcasts turn into murder mystery podcasts. We are now able to diverge off of that again. I am Adam. I am one of your hosts of the Hop Nation USA podcast. I am here with beer and ready to go. With me, of course, is Steve. Steve. How are you doing out on that space station? Uh, <laughs> we survived, but my apparently my microphone didn't. That's why I sound like trash this week. The goddamn microphone crapped out. Somebody killed it, and now I'm on a new mystery of who killed it. Who killed my <laughs> microphone? So that sounds like this will just be a continuation of our murder mystery podcast. I'm on. I'm, this is personal. <laughs> All right. So Steve's going to be on a vendetta streak That's right. here, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's all vendetta at this point. Somebody <laughs> killed my microphone. I'm going to find out who. <laughs> it's me. It's Steve. But since we're on Zoom, that means we have ourselves a guest. Hello. Thank goodness. We didn't have one last week. We've got one this week. A fellow podcaster, a fellow craft beer drinker, a fellow American Drew Glazer from the Dudes with Brews on a Porch podcast. Drew, welcome to the Hop Nation USA podcast. Thanks, man. Uh, you know, thanks for having me. We've been, I think we've talked uh, quite a bit over a few years, maybe. Uh, we, we follow each other on Twitter and stuff like that, and we've interacted. I think you still share my promo from a long, long time ago, and a lot has changed since then, and I haven't made a new one. So. <laughs> But uh, but thank you very much. I can uh, I can attest that uh, I think ours has been uh, a little long in the tooth as well. But I'm not going to throw stones because Steve is the one that uh, drives that engine, so I can't be mad about it. <laughs> it's a, it's only two years old, I think, at this point. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, Drew Drew is one of the first uh, like podcasts that actually like followed us on Twitter and like gave us a little bit of love. So yeah, yeah. I mean, so we are guys like beer, so you gotta. You got to love that, too. Absolutely. He's a, a fellow great Lake Stater, so we appreciate him for that. Yeah. Wisconsin. It's a lovely place. Well, it's really fucking cold now. I can swear, right? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, um, it's very cold right now, so it's not too enjoyable, but uh, usually it's, it's pretty cool. We have, we have a lot of beer, a lot of good stuff. So that brings up a, a question that I have is, what is your definition of cold? Because your definition is different from our definition, which is different from some other folks that we've had on the podcast, uh, namely from Florida. What is your definition of cold? Well, I, I don't really know what the weather is like uh, over by, by you. I've never been to the East Coast. I've been to Florida, so I guess that's as East Coast as I've been. Uh, but today, you know, right now it's seven degrees, but uh, with the wind chill, wind chill, it feels like uh, negative four. Earlier, it was uh, like about negative, even in the mornings, about negative 10. feels like negative 28. Uh, so that just sucks. Yeah, yeah, it does. We were, oh. we were doing pretty good with positive 28 today. Nice. But uh, 
it's I think it's cold enough to drink beer now anyways. So I think that's what we have to do. Yeah, it's always it's always good enough to drink beer for sure. <laughs> so Steve, I'll let you go first. What beer are you drinking for this segment? Well, the first beer I have for the segment is one that I actually alluded to last week. Uh, I was talking about, well, I mean, we were both kind of lamenting that we haven't had a lot of 11th hour lately. But yeah, the beer I'm having is the 11th hour number 12. Uh, yes, with the sparkly label. Yeah, the sparkly label. It's it's hour 12 out of there where they just continuously add more hops and more hops and more hops until they get up to 12 varieties of hops. Would you like to know what those 12 varieties are? I would like to know what those 12 varieties are, Steve. Citra, Mosaic, Kohatu, Simcoe, Denali, Equinot, Centennial, Mandarina, Barb Rouge, El Dorado, Sabro, and Idaho 7. There's some fine hops they got in there. Yeah. Uh, but you know which one they're missing? What's that? Uh, Fuggle. Fuggle. They're missing Fuggle. You know what? I dare anybody to find, to pick out and discern the flavors in this beer. It's, it's incredibly flavorful and complex, but yeah, I would dare anybody to be able to say, oh, that's the Equinot flavor. That's the Sabro. <laughs> so it sounds like it's gotten to the point of just being a nacho platter where it's got all the flavors together and you can't really pull them apart. Exactly. It's a nacho nice. platter of hops. <laughs> if that's not a good beer name, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I'd, I'd drink that. Hell yeah. And speaking of drinking, Drew, what do you have? All right. So one like this, I feel like everybody might be able to, to get this. Is, uh, uh, it's New Belgium, Voodoo Ranger, Juicy, Haze, IPA. I'm a big IPA guy. Um, I don't know if you can you get it out there, New Belgium. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Sure. All right, cool. So, yeah, a lot of people can can get it. It's kind of more commercially craft, I guess, if you if you want to say it. But I, I do like it. Um, when I'm not picking beers for the podcast, you know, I always just buy, like, just kind of, like, reach for beers that are easy to drink at home. Um, but, uh, yeah, this one, I'm just reading the untapped thing. It says, uh, packed with uh, bright tropical aromas, brilliant citrusy flavors. This unfiltered IPA wraps up with a pleasantly smooth finish, which, you know, I, I would agree on that. Uh, it's pretty good. 42 on the IBU is about, I've never, can you guys tell the difference between IBUs? Because I've had beers that are 101 IBUs and, and two IBUs and they're just as bitter. I, I don't understand it. IBUs are a fraud. <laughs> I agree. And they, people, people, uh, brewers have stopped doing them. I I've noticed over time yeah. listening to them, but, uh, as, as soon as dry hopping has come in vogue, IBUs mean nothing anymore. All right. Well, there's a, there's like two beers out there where the hundred IBUs actually matters. The one of them you might be able to get the Toppling Goliath. Yep. Um, the Sosas, they're uh, it's a mosaic hopped double IPA. Okay. That's like a hundred and two IBUs, and that's pretty true to form. It's an incredibly bitter, incredibly hoppy beer. Okay. And then Six Point Resin is another hundred IBU beer that will just blow your palate up. Other than that, like Adam said, now that dry hopping is the fad, it, it doesn't work anymore. It just doesn't work. Yeah, I forget which what the one I had. I think it was called a uh, tray or some something like that. I got it on one of those Tavor boxes. That I paid eight thousand dollars for <laughs> six beers, um, but uh, it was it was really good. I liked it a lot. But uh, other than that, yeah, I can get the 
toppling Goliath one, I'm pretty sure that we get plenty of them around these parts. So I, I do love their stuff. They have good beer. We, uh, we've been very lucky that we just started getting toppling Goliath here in the last month or two. Nice. Uh, before that we had to, had to have somebody fill it in for us. Yeah. Yeah. I've had one person do that. Uh, mule me some beer. I actually had somebody mail me some beer. Um, a person that I've really, I've never met. I did drink it. You know, it's uh, you're not supposed to take candy from strangers, but never said anything about beer. So, uh, they did. It, I, I felt, I felt comfortable receiving it from them because, um, just Twitter again, but, uh, yeah, they gave me one of those pickled beers, those pickled go, uh, pickled ghosts. There's weird. It was all right. I guess tastes like a pickle, which if that's what you want in a beer, go for it. Yeah, not my not my go-to, but it's just uh, you have to try it. Right, right, exactly. You have to try it. We we had uh, one of the breweries here in Pittsburgh do that as well. Uh, was I think that was East End, wasn't it, Steve? Yeah, East End puts out a pickle beer around July for our Picklesburg Festival because pickles are incredibly popular out this way, <laughs> and so East End puts out one in conjunction with Manny Brothers. But then I think there's a couple other ones that do some sort of pickle thing. And I would expect to see more this summer if that event still happens. Um, Adam, <laughs> what are you drinking? So I also have a, a Pittsburgh beer here. Um, this is a, a brewery I don't think we've had on the show too often. And we really need to up our game on that. But uh, Cinderland's uh, with their brick top. This is a coffee quad. Nice. This, this is a coffee-laced Belgian quad. Who boy. First of all, it's a quad, so it's going to get you turned up. I think it's about 8.6% ABV. That's not enough for a quad. <laughs> well, that's what it is. But it's I'm delicious. Sure, I'm sure it is. I'm just, <laughs> just grumpy. I'm sorry, Steve. That's okay. But yes, it uh, it clocks in at eight point six. No idea on the IBUs. Not that it matters because they're all fake. Uh, but what's interesting on this is you get a lot more coffee than you do the Belgian quad. You know how you get a lot of that that I guess sweetness to it. This definitely has more of a coffee push to it than the the Belgian quad sweetness to it. Ooh. But they do work together fairly well. Mm-hmm. But I I like this beer. I don't know that I could drink more than three at a time. Yeah, okay. I can get down with it. A lot of them. Ah. <laughs> there, there is a quad of them in my fridge, but I'll have to break it up into a, a few drinking sessions. Yeah, I, I found some uh, the ones with like coffee and everything. Uh, it's more more of a one or two type of deal, whereas mm-hmm. you know, like IPAs, I can I can have them all day. Yeah, Steve is Steve is definitely the IPA guy on here. I am I am not. That's okay. I've made it this far. I've I, I feel comfortable <laughs> with my choice. The, the, pan, the pandemic was the best thing to happen to him because that means we didn't have to share IPAs as we normally <laughs> do. He could start picking the beers that he wanted to drink. <laughs> what are what are the rules over there? You can't you guys can't uh interact or anything like that well, it, uh we can interact we've just chosen not to at this point yeah because like cases went crazy spiking through the holidays okay yeah that makes sense yeah and, I'm, and now at, at this I'm point a person, yeah well i'm a person with no health insurance so oh like, man yeah, you can't do that so right. the fuck if i want to get sick <laughs> right. sure. and then on top of that it, 
you know, we're basically on the home stretch at this point. You know, another yeah, month or two, hopefully things will be able to start opening up and things like that. So we've done it for this long. What's another month or two? Plus right, right, for sure. being on, on Zoom, you know, we can reach out to other podcasters. We can talk to people that we normally can't. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So we, we're, we're just sort of embracing this, you know, as best we can right now. Yeah, it's awesome. If this is the worst of it, then uh, we're, we're doing pretty well, I think. Right, right. I, uh, I sure as hell hope that 2021 is a lot better than last year, but we won't <laughs> dilly-dally on that one because this is a show of happiness and positivity. Hurrah. Right. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so with that, I think it's time we move on into the first segment. And the first segment is usually news notes and neat. Yes. So we'll do that. And I'll, I'll start us out with our uh, news story that I think is very neat as well. And it's it's kind of a nationwide thing. So, you know, we won't get bogged down in local stuff. But it's a, there is a new distillery that opened up last year in San Diego, and it's called Rebrew Spirits. Okay. I'm not familiar with this one. No, it's new. It just opened up last year. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I want to talk about them because, we, you know, you and I, we enjoy recycling and we enjoy reuse, and we've talked a lot about breweries who – take like old bread and turn it into beer shit like that and things that breweries do with their old grain well this is a distillery that takes old beer and turns it into spirits really yeah so i originally saw like brewbound did a profile on them but i did a little more deep dive research for myself just to kind of fill it out and uh, Rebrew Spirits, like I said, they opened up in San Diego, and they're actually part of, like, a big complex. So the there was originally, like, a boiler factory in San Diego, and the owner of this company started a brewery first. It's called Thorn Brewing. Mm-hmm. And they also opened a restaurant in that space. It's called Hot Mess. And then they've, added, they've since added on this distillery and they've also added on another restaurant which is just like a barbecue place called side yard barbecue so they got they got a lot going on there i say that sounds like a, a place to spend the day yeah exactly <laughs> you can do lunch dinner <laughs> cocktails and everything in there so how about this for a uh, a reuse uh cycle they take the spent grains from thorn brewing and they turn it into wood-fired pizza for the restaurant. Then they take the wood that's been burned down the charcoal, and they reuse it to filter the spirits into distillery. Man, they're, they're doing it all. <laughs> this is getting into some Willy Wonka factory shit here. It's really funny that you said that because they call their they do call their uh, like space a Willy Wonka factory. <laughs> Are you <laughs> serious? Yeah, they did mention it in something. <laughs> nothing goes in, nothing comes out. Yeah, <laughs> all self-sustaining. That's pretty sweet, though. I mean, that's uh, like that's some like extreme new age hippie stuff, and that's pretty, I like it. I think it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. 
And, and of course, it's coming out of California, so that's a good place to start with new age hippie shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, right now, they're they're offering um, a gin and a vodka because those are the, just kind of the quickest ones you can distill. Again, we're talking about a distillery, so it's not always prudent to push out a whiskey, you know, as soon as you can. Uh, but they have a gin and a vodka, and they make it very clear that the the uh, spirits will have a bit of an IPA taste to them, an IPA base as well, because what they're doing is they're taking old, they're taking not just old beer from breweries that's like out of date and out of code. They're taking beer from uh, distributors as well, and they have just a proprietary they have a proprietary process of making it all taste the same. So that's that's fantastic because, I mean, we've all had to deal with the, uh, you know, having a look at the bottom of the can and seeing how long something's been sitting on the shelf. That that kind of helps that brewery stay out of that lane a little bit mm-hmm. because it's not just wasted product at that point. There's still a viable use for it. So it doesn't have to stay on the shelf for six months or nine months and hope that somebody buys it without knowing any better. Right. And that also helps bottle shops as well they can clear off their shelf space and they don't have to have shelfies sitting around right be accused of not carrying like the latest stock yeah it's pretty sweet and now to be honest i'm not much of a like a liquor guy you know or a spirits guy if you want to call it that i'll I'll drink them from every once in a while but uh i would drink something that uh um lets me uh give me a taste of you know some ipa stuff in a in a liquor form Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, currently you can get it in eight states. It's in California, Arizona, New Mexico, Oregon, Washington, Utah, Montana, and Ohio. What the hell, Ohio? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Wait, where do they get off? I know. Don't know where in Ohio. Don't know who's picking it up. Don't know why they, <laughs> they're the chosen. <laughs> but. <laughs> They, they have to have their own liquor mules or something. Something. I they no need idea. to win every once in a while. Never get too many of Ohio. I have so, much, so many mixed feelings about Ohio. So many. But that's okay. Forget about that. You think of the Big Ten, you get mad, you shake a fist. <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but then, you know, you think of all the beer that they're doing, and that's good. They have good beer. I know yeah. some good people that live out there, and it's all very, ah, it's mixed emotions. It's all confusing. Yes. Why, why do you have to do this to me, Ohio? <laughs> you shouldn't be living rent-free in my brain. <laughs> uh, I, I had another quick one just to follow up. Uh, I don't know. Did we talk about this? Did we talk about Kieran last week? Oh, uh, no. We didn't bring them up. No, we did not. So, Kieran, who is the owner of New Belgium, very topical, uh, they no longer support genocide, which is always a plus. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the backstory is uh, Kieran, they had some ties to a, uh, a genocidal uh, military outfit in Myanmar. Uh, through some some channels that I'm not going to get into. We talked about it at length in a past episode. I don't know which episode it was. We'll say it's 128. That's always a good number. I don't know what it is. Don't don't direct people to that and then have them be looking for shit. <laughs> well, if it's not 128, try 129 and 130. And it's one of the ones with Katie on it. <laughs> yes. Look for, look for those episodes. Look for a Katie. 
look for a, a Katie episode. But yes, uh, they have officially cut ties with that military outfit. So New Belgium no longer supports genocide. Well, they cut ties with the country because the military took over the country. Well, yeah, they're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, mil- the military staged a coup and then took over the country. The original setup was that pretty much every business in Myanmar, uh, the military got a cut to fund themselves with. So there was a time in which, you know, Kieran, they owned Myanmar Brewing and another brewing company in the in those areas. And then they were indirectly funding the military. Yes. And now the military has enough funding to stage a coup, and they did. So, hooray for them. <laughs> yeah. And if you're looking for yeah, more information on that, don't come to us because we are not uh, good at international news. <laughs> we stick to beer. Yeah. And beer-related items. Yeah, go listen to NPR like you're supposed to, like a goddamn adult. <laughs> That's right. right. Ira Glass has something to say, I'm sure. <laughs> If you're over 25, just admit to yourself that that's what you're going to listen to on your morning commute. <laughs> right. If you're over, to all of us. If you're an, if you're over 28 and you don't have a 90.5 to a 91.5 programmed into your <laughs> car, like, what are you you're doing? Just, you're just kidding yourself. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I I guess I tried to spin it the best I could without getting into the coup. But really, was no way around it. Yeah, there's no way around that. You just gotta let people know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. And if and you want more information, don't look at us for it. Right. Then also preface it with "I'm dumb." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a dumb yinster with a microphone. Yeah. I'm right because I have a microphone, but also I'm dumb. So find somebody who knows better. Just do a quick Google search. You'll you'll get some information. They'll get you there. They'll yeah. get you there. Yeah. Awesome. Watch that lady doing the aerobics in front of the military. It's a good time. <laughs> it's a good video. That was all that I have in terms of news notes. It's honestly kind of a light week. It was. Yeah, there wasn't much in Pittsburgh or Pennsylvania. So Yeah, there's the only thing in Wisconsin is uh, the next beer I'm going to have uh, in the near future is the, the Quick Series with Carbon 4. So Quick, quick Trip is a convenience store in wisconsin that people love if you google it people get married and do like wedding pictures at quick trip it's a thing it's a wisconsin convenience store there's there's six of them in my town and you're never a mile away or less than a mile away from a quick trip it's it's i love it i'm there every day but uh carbon four a, a brewery in madison they've been doing these uh exclusive beers and the one just got released uh, today and my wife was kind enough to go to Quick Trip for me while I was at work and grab one from the guy who was stocking the shelves and say, this is mine. Uh, <laughs> That's so awesome. They, they've all been really good. So it's like craft sport or craft, uh, craft beer, convenience store stuff. It's, uh, it's awesome. I love Quick Trip. Yeah, we, we can relate to that out this way because we have uh, in Pennsylvania, we have a warring faction of convenience stores, Sheets and Wawa, if you've ever heard okay. of. I've, uh, I've heard of Wawa. Yeah. Well, both of them have also been getting their own craft beer representation as well. Uh, Wawa works exclusively with a brewery called 2SP Brewing. And they're always releasing like a yearly, like huge stout collection. It's a and holiday. I, it's a holiday. Yes, that's stout, usually yeah. around Christmas time. It'll come out. Yeah, it's Crazy. like big cinnamon stouts and shit. And then Sheets does, I don't know, quarterly beers. 
it gets whatever they feel like it. It seems. Yeah, yeah it's real. It, yeah, it's real hodgepodge because it's different breweries and it's different beer styles every time. But like the beer comes out cheap, so it's like seven bucks for a six pack or some shit. Nice. Yeah, nice. that's sweet. I love yeah. convenience stores and I love craft beer. So whatever I can do to get more of that, I'm I'm in it. That's all in one parking lot. That's one stop shopping at that point. Yeah, we all agree. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of beers, I, I, I wrap up what the uh, the beers that we're drinking here, Steve. How's that uh, 11th hour, 12th hour? Yeah, the 11th hour, 12th hour, it is, hey, it's a good IPA. It's very complex, but it's also very smooth. You know, it, you don't get a lot of hot burn off of it or anything. Uh, for the complex flavors and the amount of hops that are in there, that's good. Uh, 6.8%, so still kind of the uh nice juicy but you're not gonna blow up on it it'll take you a while to get too drunk so yeah <laughs> good beer nice true how was the uh what, the voodoo ranger that you voodoo had ranger uh juicy haze ipa it's good it's uh it's it's a pretty basic uh ipa i would say like as far as the juicy haze one goes it's uh goes down smooth and uh you could have multiple of them and uh feel great would you be willing to have it as a cologne? Yes. I love Excellent. the smell of them. Excellent. Uh, as for me with the, uh, the Cinderlands, the Brick Top, the Coffee Quad, which I have never had before. So this is obviously the best Coffee Quad I've ever had. Uh, but it's a good beer. I like this beer. Uh, I, I like the combination of the coffee. It's not overpowering, but it's definitely present. Uh, and, and the quad side of things, I mean, it's Belgian beer. Who doesn't love Belgian beers? It's good. I like it all. Uh, Cinderlands makes good stuff. We need to have them on the show more often. So bottom line, sounds like we had three good beers. Yeah. Thanks. Cool. All right. Uh, we'll be back. We're going to reload. We got some more beers. We got some bills to pay. And uh, we've got Drew. We're going to talk with him a little bit about his podcast, uh, what they get into, how they figure out what beers they're, they're drinking, things like that. So we will be right back. First Sip Brew Box is a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at firstsipbrewbox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at First Sip Brew Box. Com. Welcome back, everybody. This is still the Hop Nation USA podcast. If for some reason you got confused, that's kind of on you. Uh, we're back. We have Drew. Hello. I'm still here. Yes, from the uh, the shores of Lake Winnebago. We're that's right. Have you? Did you Google that? I will neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we're right there. It's in, it's in the backyard, pretty much. Yep. Due east of Sheboygan. Yep. West of Sheboygan. Something like that. We're yeah. by it. We're by Sheboygan. That's right. But yes, Drew, we're, uh, we're happy we didn't run you off. Happy to have you on the show. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks a lot. And uh, we got to talk some beers. And if we're going to talk beers, we got to drink some beer. So, Drew, I'll give, you, uh, I'll give you the con on this one. You've got first shot, first crack. Uh, this Quick Trip beer. What yeah. You? It's uh, so it's part of the quick series. It's called Urge Tracker. It's got pretty cool. Carbon Four has got some badass artwork all the time. So it's like a little. Oh, that's dope. 
fancy dude yeah they have uh, pretty cool stuff like they're uh um kind of like their keynote beer is fantasy factory and that has like a, a kitten riding a unicorn and he's got some guns and it's uh it's just pretty cool artwork but uh yeah so this is you can only get at quick trip uh urge tracker which is a peanut butter cup flavored milk stout um, oh yeah oh yeah yeah it's 6.8 uh on the abvs they it's uh it's the third one that they've done so the first one they did was a uh, a porter with uh, some of the glaze, they have a, a, a. They sell these donuts called glazers. Oddly enough, that's my last name, but uh, I don't get any of the money. And uh, <laughs> but they they took some of the the glaze and put it in the 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 porter. It's like a, it was like a, or a stout as a coffee stout. Second one was an IPA. This one is is this one. Um, it doesn't really give too much, you know, uh, information outside of that. It's your pe- peanut butter porter with uh, some some lactose in it and. Uh, it's it's actually really good. Uh, probably one of the best peanut butter porters I've had, uh, or stout. You know, I don't really know the difference between them, porters and stouts. They're kind of the same nowadays, I think. Uh, but uh, usually, when they say peanut butter cup, it's it's kind of gimmicky. It doesn't you don't really get that peanut butter taste. Uh, this one has it, and then the other one that I've had before, the best one I've ever had was is by Luplin, which is in uh, Minnesota. It's, nice. It's amazing. So yeah, that's what I'm drinking. It's it's awesome. I love it. Excellent. Now I'm officially jealous. Just so you know, <laughs> you should be. <laughs> Steve, what about you? What do you uh, What do you got in the glass? Uh, just uh, just to touch on Drew's beer for a second, though. I he's mentioned like they have the Glazer Donuts. Mm-hmm. Like that's literally the last Sheets beer that got put out. Was oh, really? It, yeah, it was the. They put their glazed donuts in, and it was called the Holla Glaze, I think, because nice. it was a holiday beer. But yeah, it was they put in their glazed donuts. That's it. That kind of seems like to be the playbook: either glazed donuts or coffee goes in. Right, a lot of coffee. Yeah, definitely. And we, they've, I've had some too with like local coffee shops that have worked with breweries, and they're they're always really good. But uh, the peanut butter cup, man, that's uh, it's my favorite candy, and. Uh, I mean, and beer is my favorite drink. So, I mean, can't go wrong. Right oh, on. Yeah. So the beer I'm drinking now, though, is from North Country Brewing, about Slippery Rock. And it's their Sour Series, which we've had a lot of, you know, just personally, not necessarily on the show, but it's their Banana Fosters. Nice. Yeah. And does it live up to the, uh, the Sour Series of recipes past? It's good um i feel like there's a butt <laughs> yeah there's a butt in the butt might just because it's a little cold at the moment i think my fridge is like cool and shit extra cool <laughs> you need to check the all the equipment in your house steve i don't I know. know what's going on I, I fucking life is falling apart <laughs> you need to have like an exorcism done on yeah. <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you straight off the bat like as soon as i crack the can it smelled like banana runts hmm that's a polarizing smell, I will admit. I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the more I drink it, though, it's a so we've discussed a lot on ad nauseum on this show. As much as Adam doesn't like IPAs, I have problems with sours. So I can say right off the bat, it's not too sour for me. So that's why it's good. It's, okay. it's not too sour for me. There is banana flavor. I'm just kind of looking for the Foster's part. Which is that burnt caramelly rum? You know, I'm looking for that brown sugary taste. 
and that might that might show up once it warms up a little bit. Right, right, right. But it, it does have like a nice banana flavor to it, and then it's not overly sweet either, which is nice because like when you think bananas foster, you're obviously thinking dessert, and you're thinking you know hardcore sweet. But this isn't hardcore sweet, so that's also good. Nice. So all in all, a good. All in all, a good. I just feel like maybe it's. I'm always chasing the dragon with that <laughs> with that peach sour series that we had. Oh yes, the man, that felt like a forever ago. Yeah, that peach one, and I think it might actually. It's uh, almost exactly a year ago. You're right. Yeah, it's almost yeah, exactly right. a year ago that we had the peach sour series and that peach crumble, you know, cobbler. That one was pinnacle. But this one, this one's good. I think it's better than the last one we had, which was like some strawberry margarita or something. Yeah, that was that was a bit of a. It was an okay. It was an okay. Yeah, banana it was not foster. That peach. Yeah. So so far, my rankings go peach cobbler. This one, strawberry margarita. Very nice. Very nice. What are you up to? So oh, I'm up to lots of things. You were talking about trying to chase the dragon. Mm-hmm. About that uh, that peach cobbler. So I have a beer here. This is a collaboration between. 10-7 and Tattered Flag. That's that's the other side of the state. That's out towards Harrisburg, Gettysburg, Reading, that area, Middlesburg. Uh, and we have the uh, the Pies Like Us, which is a peach mango whip. Nice. nice. Obviously, Pies Like Us. Pies Like Us, if you're watching the video, you get it. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, go watch the video. It'll make sense. But this is this is very similar to that peach cobbler that north country made last year mm. it's really good it's got a lot of that good peach it tastes like a peach pie that's good it just tastes like a peach pie and if you like peach pie or peach cobbler or anything like that you'll really like this beer this is a, a bit of a series uh they have a couple other fruit combinations that they've done in the past but this is the the one that i have so this is the one i'm drinking it comes in at like seven and a half percent abv but if you like peach pie this is a good ass beer. Nice. I do like peaches, I, and I've haven't had anything like that. I don't, I don't think. Uh, and, oh, I looked at the, the. I mean, it looks like a. Yeah, it looks great. V8 fusion once again. Yeah. Juice. <laughs> juice. It's all juiciness up in here, and I'm okay with that. Right on. But yeah, this one is not too particularly sour. I mean, it's it's more of a whip. It's not really. You know, there's a little bit of tartness to it, but it is not sour. It's not like a, you know, a Flanders red where you got that whole jaw thing going on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know they, Drew about. knows what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, Steve, yeah, I think you'd like this beer. Cool. Probably. Sounds like I would. I, I, I enjoy peach beers when they actually capture peach flavor. Because yes. we're, t- we're talking to North Country. The other one I'm thinking of is uh, Cellarworks up on the north yes, side I believe of the city. They also have a, a whip series. Yeah, yeah they have a whip situation. series. And I had I had their peach whip at a uh, Fresh Fest. And it didn't taste like cobbler, but it tasted like peach smoothie. Mm. And it, like their whip series is fantastic. Did they have an orange whip? Oh, yeah, they've done orange whip. They do, they do dole whip. They do. do they have three orange whips? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for getting that Blues Brothers reference. I no. that. <laughs> I've seen that movie one time. That's it. Just once. But I knew what you were saying. I, I, I got it. 
You know what? I'll take it. That's all orange that matters. Whip, orange whip, orange whip, three orange whips. Orange whips. Ah, <laughs> uh, so let's talk about podcasts a little bit. We've dealt with our podcast all the way through this one, but Drew, we, we need to talk about your podcast. Yeah. Talk about what you and Rob go through. What, what is the premise of your podcast? What do you guys do? What do you talk about? How do you decide on what beers you're drinking? Things like that. Well, uh, dudes with brews on a porch. That's, that's the podcast. Uh, Rob has been the coast probably for like a couple of years now, I think. Um, originally it started with uh, me and my friend, Josh, I think he was only on like six episodes and then um, he you know, had a kid and just got busy doing, doing that, um, ha- taking care of a baby. I already had my kids. They weren't, they weren't necessarily babies at the time, but uh, uh, so then it just turned into the me trying to find people to talk, uh, talk to and uh, have beers with. So it's like, we always kind of premise it as craft brews, casual conversations. Rob joined on uh, for a strange brew episode, which we, every once in a while, we talk about like paranormal stuff or you guys are talking about um, the murder, murder mysteries and stuff like that. So we, I mean, we're, we kind of fall in that realm sometimes. Uh, it's been a minute since we've done one, but uh, yeah. And I've known Rob for a long time. Uh, and then we, it just uh, clicked and we eventually were both on third shift together. So it just, uh, our schedules worked and uh, he's, he's been along uh, ever since. Uh, as far as like what we talk about, you know, we kind of brainstorm stuff sometimes, but usually it's, just a recap of, of just random ass shit. And, uh, I, I mean, we, we try not to get too political or stuff, but we get, we get personal. We, we talk about, uh, you know, our, you know, mental states and stuff like that sometimes and try to figure out who we are as people. But, uh, you know, we share stories. It, it's predominantly supposed to be funny. Uh, so hopefully it's funny and hopefully people laugh. Uh, we get the, we do get to, uh, occasionally interview people, uh, which is always fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean that's really that's really about it. The only thing that we orchestrate ahead of time is the strange brew stuff. We do have some ideas that we want to kind of try out, but uh, I'm not going to say what they are because I want to see if it works. Uh, so, um, but uh, I mean, if you listen to our our Christmas episode, it was all that was all scripted. Uh, it was that was pretty cool. It was pretty fun to do, like just kind of like a little bit. And uh, yeah, that's really it as far as. Um, choosing what beers originally it was uh we just only picked wisconsin beers and then i was like well you know uh, people aren't going to listen to us then if if it's beers that they can't have sometimes and a lot of the stuff we probably honestly people probably can't get um but uh now we just i just kind of it's wherever depends on wherever i'm shopping if i'm shopping at festival foods i pick something from there that sounds good or if uh we there's a um a butcher shop in a different town about 10 minutes away from me um that has like over 450 beers to choose from which is fucking sweet wait there's uh, a butcher shop that has 450 <laughs> beers yeah then they have they have good ass brats too so uh Shit. you know being in wisconsin it's it beers and brats are you know in our bloodstreams but uh yeah it's pretty sweet uh it's, it's a cool place and i could really spend a lot of time and a lot of money there I say, what's what's the name of this place? Because I need a destination for my summer vacation. Wagner's Meat Market in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. I mean, uh, downtown Oshkosh is pretty cool. It's not; they got some good uh, breweries and, and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, they have a ton of different beers, and it's stuff that you can't really find anywhere else. I don't know where he gets the connections, but nice. uh, good for him. I don't him. know if I can fly in, but I'm I could certainly drive there. Yeah, be a little bit of a of a hike for you, but 
I mean, if you want to experience the Midwest, there's, there you go. Get some, Hell yeah. some, you know, Wisconsin brats and, and a ton of different beer to choose from. There might be a, a Pittsburgh beer or two in there. I just haven't stumbled across it. I could, I can bring some in. I can sneak them into the cooler. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. That's really how we do it. It's just whatever catches my eye. And uh, <laughs> we have uh, an untapped, we're on untapped. Uh, and that just kind of helps me remember what we've previously had and make sure I don't do it again. Yeah, we do. That's, we do our best with that as well. That's a, That's the problem that we have definitely run into of, scrolling through old episodes if we do this beer if we try right. this beer and there's just so many different kinds of beers to choose from that it's uh yeah you know, my memory's already bad enough i i couldn't tell you what i was doing this morning half the time <laughs> <laughs> so it's like trying to figure out where i think we're at like uh episode like 183 or something like that so uh i mean we do coffee sometimes when we're like super lazy and then we've had some seltzers and shit like that too. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's just kind of whatever, whatever I can find. I think Rob has paid and picked beer out once and it was, it was awful. It was, uh, <laughs> it, was it was really, really bad. So, um, he's kind of been shed of those responsibilities. I've been like, don't worry about it, man. Like I, <laughs> so I is it. Rob a, a beer guy and just has bad taste or no, Rob, Rob is never really was a beer guy. Um, so he, like I said, yeah, uh, you know, I, I kind of started the show dudes with brews on a porch is, is kind of like a ripoff of comedians card getting coffee, mm-hmm. uh, or whatever that Jerry Seinfeld shit is. Uh, so I just, uh, kind of like parried a, Harry indeed parody parodied how do you say it I don't know homaged uh, yeah that thing homaged I kind of did that and uh, um, but he well, he wasn't a beer guy uh, to answer your question he he is now uh, he's he's definitely developed a taste and you know he did he too hated IPAs like so he would hate the episodes we do IPAs but now he's a fan of them and um he really only drinks for the show. Other than that, he's predominantly sober. Mm-hmm. Um, so he doesn't, you know, he doesn't go to bars or anything like that and, and, and drink beer. He won't buy it for himself at home. But whenever he, it, you know, maybe I'm a bad influence, but whenever he's around me, we, we do drink. <laughs> so. So it's, it's more discovery for him. Yeah, I think so. It's a new adventure on his table yeah. every single time we're, we're together in a good way. So I want to jump back to your first episode and your first episode is notable for two reasons to me. One, you guys feature the most obvious Wisconsin beer that we cannot get. Spotted cow. Spotted cow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's one of those beers that, I mean, I haven't had it and it's up there with Hetty Topper and uh, Plenty the Elder that, you know, I, I try not to hype myself up too much for them, but I still want to have them. But I think at this point, a lot of people agree that their flavor profiles do not, uh, they don't stick out as well. No. In our hyper, you know, craft worlds. Definitely. I, uh, you know, even over, over time, I used to always drink Spotted Cow. Um, and then when I, once I really got into like the craft stuff, I realized Spotted Cow is really not that great. Um, I think we even, I think I even went, uh, as far as to say it's the best Wisconsin beer, um, in the first episode and I'm wrong. 
because it's it's not it is it is it's not bad. Uh, New Glarus is the brewery that does it. They do a lot of they do have a lot of good beer. Um, I haven't had it in a long time, but uh, you know I just got married uh, three weeks ago, and on tap was Spotted Cow just because it's you know a little better than Bud Light. And it, it has a little bit more of a taste to it, but definitely not. Um, no, it, it wouldn't live up to the hype. I don't think, I, you know, you might enjoy it, but I don't think, I think you'd be disappointed. It kind of sounds like Spotted Cow is going down the same path as Yingling is in Pennsylvania. To a degree. That to, it's kind of a baseline <laughs> Pennsylvania beer. Yeah, it just doesn't have the exposure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, I think uh, you said Yingling is it's called? Yes. yes. I think I can get that in, in where I'm at. Um, and I've heard a lot of hype about it, but I, I, and it sells out everywhere. You can get it here. I've never had it though. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't trouble yourself too much. (laughs) Right. Pick it up if you see it and it's on sale, but yeah. Yeah. You you don't have to start a fight in the parking lot over it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, still at the same time, congratulations on your wedding and, you know, being able to have that on tap at your wedding. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fun. It was good. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that stuck out to me about your first episode is your audio quality didn't Horrible. suck ass. Oh, did it? <laughs> no, your audio no. quality is great oh, compared okay. compared to a lot of other first episodes, especially our first episode, and then just like even worse podcasts. <laughs> and, I'll, I'll oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I like that that stuck out to me, but then I learned that you do have a background in radio. Mm-hmm. And so my, my question is more about how does, how did you transfer your background in radio into podcasting? Um, I mean, I, so I, I originally went to, I have a bachelor's degree, um, in radio, TV and film. The main focus was, was radio. Uh, it was just, uh, you know, obviously with radio, you're working a lot with audio and, um, um, compressing it and, uh, normalizing it just to make it sound a little more crisp. Uh, and, and stuff like that. So it, you know, radio is a little different. Cause I, if you're doing it on like a top 40 station or a rock station or something like that, you have to, you know, stick to local stuff. You stick to local stories or you just talk kind of like more, more or less filler stuff. You're not really getting uh, personal and, 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 uh, breaking down things of, of yourself. You're playing like kind of a, a satirized version of yourself. At least I was when I was on radio. Um, it's a lot of fun and I do miss it, but uh, uh, podcasting is just a little more personal, I think, uh, and I like it a little bit more. But more or less, it was just uh, just the stuff I learned from. We I use a program called Cool a Cool Edit Pro. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but nope. it's, it's very archaic. It's very old, um, and I'm pretty sure it's we've used the everyone in the in the in every radio station in the area has the same um, pirated version of it. <laughs> so, um, so it's just a lot of like, uh, you know, recording uh, ads and stuff like that and, and just learning the different tricks of it. Uh, that's kind of how I uh, did it. And then, so that's what I use. I don't use that anymore for the podcast, but that's what I use for a long time. And believe it or not, um, you know, I was on, so my podcast has, I originally started with just a one um, XLR input, uh, and I had like a mic splitter for when I had a guest. So we were sharing the same channel and which is hard to balance sometimes. Um, a, a guy, his name is Dave Jackson and he's some podcast guru. 
Um, he dissected one of my episodes for one of his podcasts called Podcast Rodeo. And essentially it's how long can I listen to a podcast before I determine that it's a piece of shit and I turn it Oh, off. wow. And, um, and he, unfortunately, he's uh, he works for the company that hosts my uh, podcast, but whatever. Um, and he like, and I didn't give him permission to do it. He just did it. Uh, Ooh, that's dirty he, pool there. He tore it apart. He said yeah, it was, I, uh, but the audio was very bad and it made me, it hurt, really hurt my feelings. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Fuck this guy. I'm going to show him. <laughs> and, uh, it's possible. I, I, I might've done even, I might've gone back and, and re-uploaded that first episode and polished it a little bit. It's possible. I don't remember though. This sounds like a revenge tour. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that guy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. There, yeah. there, are, there are a couple of shows out there that do that bullshit of picking apart shows when they're not even asked to well he's i mean yeah and he's trying to sell a product so he has like a, a website in which like it uh, quote unquote teaches you how to podcast so i mean that's i get it and he does have successful podcasts he does know what he's talking about and uh some of the stuff that he even like talked about uh, for mine that though i didn't like hearing it i did take the advice that he presented and i think it's it's benefited me so it's you know it wasn't all it wasn't all a, a bad thing, but uh, still, I just think it's I think it's shitty. You know, like, like talk to do somebody's podcast and well, that they want you to do it. Like, don't just mm. make right. Yeah, at least know what you're getting into. Right. I had no idea. Like, somebody just uh, told me about it, and it, like when you search up the name on, on iTunes, like that episode will come up on on that. So um, you can listen to it if you want. It's only like nine minutes long. It, that his episode of my episode. So. Um, <laughs> You didn't make it through very far, <laughs> but, uh, but thank you for, uh, complimenting the audio quality because, um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's just a matter of doing some processing at the end. Um, if you use like audacity, audacity, you can do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I have a, my background in audio is a lot weaker, but I also had like a film degree. Oh, cool. So like when we started, I had like a little bit of knowledge and then we didn't put a lot of money into our tech anyway. Right. So our first like 30 episodes, they're pretty shit as far as audio goes. But, you know, we upgraded and got things better and I learned a little bit more about audition. And so mm -hmm. I think, you know, but it's just like there's so many other podcasts out there that just make shit audio and then continue to do shit audio. Yeah. You know, and it's uh, some people just don't it, it, doing podcasts. People just, you know, it gets just promoted to you like it's so easy to do. You can do it on these applications on your phone and you can. And that's great. Um, I think I think, yeah, but just take some time to learn some of the the equipment that you're or using or the applications that you're using. Just do a, some YouTube searching and you can learn how to how to make a little crisper audio and everything like that. You know, as far as my first episode goes, I don't know how the content was. It might have been very boring. It might have been pretty lame because I didn't really have uh, necessarily an idea of what was how it was going to be. And it kind of, you know, the my podcast kind of just formed into what it is um, for because I just at one point in time was finding new people every time to talk about stuff and we couldn't do, I couldn't have like consistent things, um, reoccurring themes or whatever. And like I do with Rob now. And, uh, so yeah, but I think now, you know, if you listen to the latest episode versus the first episode, obviously, hopefully it's better. The newest one. Well, not only that, but now you've got big celebrities opening your show for you. 
you yeah. you had Fred Durst on your last episode. <laughs> That's which right. I don't know how you got that. That was a big get. He's my neighbor, Fred Durst. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ringo and Paul love to show up on the Strange Brew episodes. So. <laughs> yeah, Ringo. Ringo's pretty cool. Um, yeah, we do we do get some interesting people to to do the intros and uh, uh, yeah, that is a that is a fun part. Uh, and I don't really know when that when that started. But uh, <laughs> it did. It, no, that's that's it, just part of the evolution that we've yeah. all gone through. Yeah, and we've been we've been lucky enough too to have um, some pretty cool, interesting uh, people like promoting cool stuff. Um, you know, we've we've had some uh, some people in, in bands that I listen to that I really uh, admire on the show. Um, a couple. I mean, you can you can call them celebrities if you want. I've, I've had a couple of celebrities. They talk about their stuff and um you know some of the stuff i'm gonna be honest i not super interested in sometimes but uh, it's still cool to talk to these people about their, their creative <laughs> process because it's, it's cool to learn about it um but uh i mean probably like we we talked we talked to mark pellegringo or pellegringo or something like that i have to figure out how you say his last name but he's in you know he's in supernatural and he's in uh he was on dexter and, and some stuff like that so that you know something that i never thought would happen uh, has happened and it's it's pretty cool and I'm pretty pretty lucky to. So I'm very curious how that came to be. How did how did you all those forces join together to have him on the show? Honestly, it's like uh, it just uh, lined up on Twitter. Um, one one day, uh, a guy who uh, just works with some people and and, and said, "Hey, do you want to interview this guy? He's on a he's on a Showtime show called The Shy." And I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I watched that show was really sweet. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's really good. Um, and then it kind of just worked out, you know, and like I said, I had the radio background where I, I have interviewed um, notable people on the radio, like Adam Scott, I've interviewed um, some, some Packer players and Whitney Cummings and, and stuff like that. Um, and that was through like an agent. So I kind of mm-hmm. like, kind of like worked with that too um, and talked to those people about, Hey, I'm, I'm kind of doing this now. If you can get me some, maybe if you could get me some people to talk to and every once in a while, they'll, they'll shoot me an email. And that's, that's honestly how it is. Like I, I just, I, I've done minimal work to get those interviews. I just have been in the right place at the right time. I think. And sometimes those are the best ones. Yeah, for sure. And I'm always honored to have, to have people on and, and even like being on here too, people are interested in what I have to say is, uh, people listen to my show it's weird you know so we deal with the same thing because there are some days i don't understand why anybody listens to us but they do and i appreciate it yeah Yeah. it's super cool yeah it's definitely super cool having people actually interested in like there's a lot of podcasts out there who like even if you only have like 20 listeners that's still a classroom hell yeah Mm -hmm. i mean to start something from absolutely nothing you know and and to build even if you have, if if you get a hundred listeners, or you get you know fifty listeners a month, whatever, that's still fifty people. And mm-hmm. um, you know, honestly, most of my the people that listen to my show aren't even in Wisconsin. But it, it, we have we have a, a dedicated listener who's in uh, in Finland, and he uh, he he emailed. <laughs> I have no idea how he found the show. You got all of those. <laughs> Those, yep. are, those are our favorites as well. Like they, they don't talk to us as much, but like we have dedicated listeners, you know, in Europe that were like, okay, that's cool. Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool. And it's just weird how like 
it grows organically and, and everything like that. You know, I'm just some dude from Wisconsin. Um, and really like, we don't have, we don't really even have much of a format. It's, uh, it's, so it's, uh, it's just cool. And, um, well, it's a pretty I, cool hobby to have. You, you keep saying you don't have much of a format, but you guys, you have like these different ways of exploring, like, and you also have that background in you already. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So like you do interview like these actors and actresses, which was, I, I was interested in, and like both, you know, how did you come across these guests and, you know, like your interest in what their work is, but then you also have like the themed episodes of strange brews mm-hmm. and, I want to talk a little bit about that because it might lead into what we're doing for segment three. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, your strange brews episodes remind me somewhat of there was a Kyle Kinane podcast. Okay. And right. yeah, Kyle Kinane, he's a hilarious comedian. Uh, his podcast was, and I don't know if he still does it or not, but the, the premise was he had a friend who was into all of the conspiracy theories and cryptids and all of that. Okay. And he would try to convince Kyle that it was all real. <laughs> okay, that's pretty cool. So, so your Strange Brew episodes kind of remind me of that because a lot of the times it seems like Rob is trying to convince you things exist. Yeah, you know, maybe. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them. Maybe. Although I, I know you, you're of a UFO nature, but you yeah. know, sure. Rob also has his mermaids. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and Rob's got some crazy crazy conspiracies um but uh yeah really um again you know it was kind of a borrowed idea i listened to a, a podcast called tell him steve dave and it's my favorite podcast of all time i don't know if, if you've listened to it uh, uh the kevin smith friends yeah yeah so it's two guys from comic book men and then uh q from impractical jokers and uh and it's been going on for like 10 years so it was before they were any of them were on tv but uh um they had they used to do episodes called Overkill. It's kind of the same premise where only each person brings a different paranormal story, whereas we try to just focus on one thing and dissect it and stuff. And it's something I've always been interested in. I've always been interested in Bigfoot, uh, UFOs, ghosts, and um, you know I'm lucky enough to have a a good friend of mine, uh, Todd who is, has gone on paranormal investigations. He's got a show on Amazon Prime called Haunted State, if anyone wants to watch it. Um, the Sun said it's been binge-worthy if you, if you read The <laughs> Sun. Uh, so uh, to give a look on it. And um, yeah, so, you know, and he's really like kind of shared some cool stuff with me. So that's, uh, and I, I, I like to explore those things. And, and you know, it's, it's fun to go down murder mysteries and, and paranormal conspiracies. And it's just, it's just enjoyable. Yeah, agree. <laughs> I'm into that shit as well. Yes. And I, we could definitely talk about this a lot longer, but I think we have to get into our beers a little bit mm-hmm. before our end of our segment. Yes. So, so Drew, I'll, uh, I'll kick it back to you. How does your gas station beer? It's amazing. Uh, Urge <laughs> Tracker from uh, Carbon 4 and Quick Trip, uh, Peanut Butter Cup Flavored Milk Stout. I love it. It's very good. It's going to be on a future episode of Dudes with Brews. <sighs> And I will listen to that episode along with several others because I'm officially jealous of this beer and of you because you get to drink it. Yes, it's good. Yeah, we, we still have some peanut butter cup beers out here. It's like, I, I've got one sitting desert. in my beer fridge right now. I, yeah. I still have an old one from Shubrew that I haven't gotten into yet. Yeah, we're not in a desert. <laughs> no, but I'm still jealous of good peanut butter beers. But with that one. <laughs> <laughs> with the one I can't have. <laughs> All right, exactly. You finally get it, Steve. 
So, Steve, how was the uh, the Sour Series Bananas Foster? Bananas Foster, it is pretty damn good. Nice. Yeah. I, even though it smells like uh, banana runs, it doesn't really taste like banana runs. It has a more classic banana flavor to it. Um, Honestly, that it, sounds like a good combination. Yeah, I think it's I think it's part of the sourness of the beer that actually adds that like candy banana runt flavor mm-hmm. that or the smell, whereas it's just more classic bananas on the flavor. Um, still, kind of didn't hit all of the the like bananas foster dessert notes that I was looking for, but overall, yeah, it's a really good drinkable beer. Nice. I think it's only like 5.3%, so you can slam all these. I said that's a walking around beer at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the pies like us, the uh, the collab between 710 and Tattered Flag. Yeah, it's still really good. This is a good dessert beer. Uh, if you don't if you don't want a big, you know, chocolatey stout or something like that, the usual, you know, fatty good time beers, but you still want a dessert beer, uh, this yeah, this peach mango pies like us is a really good combination. I really like this beer. Uh, I haven't had very much from Tattered Flag, but I've heard a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. But I need to seek them out a bit more. I need to get more of them in my fridge. Yeah, I've heard a lot about them too, but they uh, they just don't have the distro reach out this way yet. So I I need a mule. Yeah, I need to find a mule that goes out to out to the other part <laughs> of the state and bring some back to me. Yeah. So, right on. All right. Cool. Sounds like we had three winners of beers here. Yes. Excellent. And we'll come back next segment, and it's going to get more weird, a lot more weird. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're into UFOs and cryptids and all that kind of stuff, stay tuned. If you're not, also still stay tuned. You might learn a thing or two. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be right back. You know what pairs nicely with a good beer? A bad movie. And that's exactly what we do at Hops and Box Office Flops, the internet's premier podcast dedicated to reviewing bad movies and mostly good beers. So join us on a hop-fueled excursion through some of Hollywood's biggest bombs. We've covered everything from the fungus-laden streets of Dino Hatton with the Super Mario Brothers to the oddly horny felines of Cats 2019. You can find our show on any of your finest podcast providers. And follow us on social media at Hops and B.O. Flops. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll drink your face off. Welcome back, everybody. It's still the Hop Nation USA podcast, and you are still listening to Adam, Steve, and Drew from the Dudes with Brews on a Porch podcast. We are happy to have him here. Yeah. Happy to be here. We have not run him off yet, and we're in segment three, so he's stuck with us for the rest <laughs> of the episode. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm going to be selfish, and I'm going to go first this time on the beers that we're drinking because that's the kind of person that I am. And I'm actually outside the Keystone State for this one. I, made a, I, I called an audible on this one. I thought about staying in Pittsburgh, but I decided, no, I'm going outside, and I... I'm going with Highwire Brewing and one of their 10W40s. This is their German chocolate cupcake. Mm. Highwire out of, where the hell are they out? Asheville. That's right. Yeah. Everybody's (laughs) from Asheville. (laughs) Exactly. But yes, uh, this is one of their many 10W40 stouts. German chocolate cupcake. 
This is what it looks like in the glass. Guess what? It's dark to the surprise of no one. Yeah. Uh, it's it's good. I don't quite pick up on the delicacy, the delicateness of the German chocolate, but it's still good. Yeah, that sounds like a real complex flavor to attack. Just because you're looking to get a little of that caramel, you're looking to get coconut, and you're also looking to get chocolate. Yes, there uh, you you can kind of pick up some hints of the coconut. Like it, it's all good, mm-hmm. but it it's not like the the tattered flag collab on the peach side where as soon as you took a sip, you immediately knew what it was. Right. This is one you kind of have to dissect a little bit and get into it, which is fine. You know, I like having those beers. We can kind of explore a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and we did a whole episode on 10 W 40. We did an entire vertical with three different versions. Yes. And so like the 10 W 40 base is good. So it's never going to be a bad beer. Exactly. It's, it's, exactly. Just a, it's just a matter of whether or not you get those little additives in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, by by no means is this a bad beer. Yeah. Like you no. kind of just have to dig a little bit for the German chocolate side of things, which is yeah. okay. Yeah, it sounds like it just might be a little too complex to achieve, but that's fine. It's but okay. if, you take, if you take a step back and just drink it as a good beer, it's a good beer, yeah. and that's okay. I think they just released one recently that was a 10W40... Blackberry, blackberry or blueberry crumble? Ooh, yeah, yeah, I'm in on that. Yeah, blueberry crumble. I would be all about it as soon as I can find it. Yeah, me too. Hey, I got uh, I got North Carolina connections. So, uh, well, ten W forty, you can get in Ohio. I just gotta go to Vintage Estates. <laughs> <laughs> there we go with Ohio again. Yeah. All right, we're getting too far into this again. Uh, Drew, what are you drinking? I got some Ben Paddle Brewing Company from Duluth, Minnesota. A wilderness Tuxedo. So they have a couple different varieties of it. This one is a, a raspberry, blackberry, boysenberry. It's a sour. Uh, I don't know what boysenberry tastes like. So Boysons. I can't tell you if it's, if it's on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got the raspberry kick. It's not, you know, an overbearing sourness to it. But it, it is good. I do like sours. Um, sometimes, like, you know, your standard kettle sour can be just kind of a little too much. Um, and then you get into like the slushies and all that kind of shit too. And sometimes those are just too over the top for me. Um, but this one, you know, it's, it's pretty standard. It's uh, It's got your raspberry fruitiness to it that you would expect and uh, goes down smooth. Nice. It's got uh, 5% ABV. So, you know, it's nothing, uh, nothing too boozy, nothing too crazy for you. It's it, good stuff. From uh, my neighbors to the the left, if you're looking at a map. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe they call that west. Yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> sure. Steve, uh, what do you got on the space station? Fucking rocket fuel. Oh, goody. What do you got? <laughs> I am staying in Pittsburgh, and I want the hitchhiker clouded distraction. Nice. It is... An imperial smoked coffee stout, clocking in at eleven point five percent. Damn. Yes. Uh, to smell it, it smells exactly like coffee being brewed over a campfire. Hmm. Yeah. To taste it, it is very much like breakfast because it has. Uh, we, we've experienced this, and I don't know, Drew. Have you ever had any of the Ace Schlinkerla smoked beers? No. Okay. 
Oh. Do, find them. do yourself a favor. <laughs> find them if you can. All right. We, I suggest the Marzen or the Urbach. They're the they're the better ones. Nice. The specialty flavors of like the, the Holiday and the Wizen, eh, they're not as great. Okay. And the Hellas isn't actually smoked. It's just brewed in equipment that has smoke stuck to it. <laughs> Which the Hellas is good. It's just not a true representation. Uh, but this one, it's it tastes a lot like an H. Schlinkerla mixed with a coffee stout. Nice. That sounds really good. It is really good. It's one of my favorite beers ever. <laughs> ever? Ever. It tastes it, like when you burp it up, it tastes like bacon. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I've had I've had like bacon beers before. Um and they're surprisingly good. Hmm. A lot of the bacon beers I've had were like actually not great. Okay. Because they didn't they didn't really capture the bacon flavor, but mm-hmm. it seems more often than not smoked beers capture a really good bacon flavor without having anything to do with bacon. Smokiness. Yeah. 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 Uh this one though is fucking amazing and I might go get another four pack and I might <laughs> So full disclosure, Steve, this was the beer I was going to have for this segment. Well I know, that's why I got it out. Because right? <laughs> I asked you earlier, I was like, Are you gonna drink that hitchhiker? And you're like, Yeah, I probably will and then you didn't. So now I'm stuck on fucking blast off juice by myself. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm already there with you. I just took a couple extra cans to get there. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're, we're uh, brothers in arms on this one. That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I'm on blast off juice and this beer is great and everybody should go get it while you can. Well, after Steve and I go get more. Oh yeah. Stay out of Creekside. Or you yeah. catch your hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get fights in the parking lot. Yeah. Right now, two people are going to catch hands. That guy from Podcast Rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> and anybody who goes to Creekside before I get more cloud of distraction. <laughs> Everybody's right. fighting everybody. That's right. Uh, All right. We're about peace and love and getting toasted. For sure. And uh, with that, though, it's segment three. That means it's time for a game. All right. And I have prepared a game for you and Adam to participate in. Usually yes. it's a trivia quiz, but I went a little extra this week. So it's you guys are going to have to team up together. Awesome. Oh, all right. I'm in. <laughs> Church Claw Radio. And with that, we're definitely talking UFOs. We're definitely talking all kinds of cryptid things. And you guys are going to solve puzzles together as a team. No, oh, man. All right. All right. I'm in. I'm in. I'm here for it. So I'm going to start you off with a real easy puzzle. Put these beers in order of closeness to their home. Hmm. So you're, you'll start with the closest one, and you'll end with the farthest one. Closest to their home. Yeti Great Divide, the Amsquanch by Colony Handcrafted, Bigfoot Sierra Nevada, and Skunk Ape by Junkyard Brewing. I'm automatically going to put the Yeti at the end as the furthest, because the Yeti is from the Himalayas, correct? I will not confirm or deny until you actually have a full answer. <laughs> right. No, no, I was talking with, I was talking with Drew. Oh, yeah, confirm with Drew. Yeah, I... 
I would agree with that. And then it was all right, so that's the farthest from I guess from I, their, I would assume that would be from the brewery that they're coming from. Okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. What were the options again? So you have the Yeti Great Divide, okay. the Sam Squanch from Colony Handcrafted, Skunk Ape from Junkyard Brewing, and Bigfoot from Sierra Nevada. Porter Fog Champagne. Porter Fog Champagne. Man, I thought you said this was going to be easy. <laughs> I didn't say it. No, I said it wasn't going to be easy. That's why you have to team up this week. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I I'll, I'll agree with the uh, the Yeti one. Is uh, that's. I, mean, I, I guess we have to break down where each of these creatures are originally from. The Yeti is from the Himalayas. Mm-hmm. Bigfoot is from Pacific Northwest. Kinda so Sierra right. Nevada that would put them relatively to, close together. Yeah. Sam Squatch, that's Canada. Okay. The skunk ape, I don't know. I, I don't know if I've ever heard of the skunk ape. Um, so that's the wild card. They they can yeah. You want a little bit of help? Yeah yeah yes. help us. Okay, a little bit of help. Great Divide is in Colorado. Sierra Nevada is in California. Colony Handcrafted is in Kansas City, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And Junkyard Brewing is in Moorhead, Minnesota. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe the Skunk Ape is uh, the Minnesota one. That Yeah, that sounds like a Minnesota kind of thing. Um, man. Uh, the Yeti one. I don't know if I would. Maybe Sierra Nevada. I don't know. Or uh, maybe not. I'd, I'd be willing uh, to put Skunk know. Ape closest. Yep. And then... Ooh, yeah. I'd, I'd have to. I'd have to put Bigfoot second because Sierra Nevada, that's California right. Pacific Northwest, and then the Sam Squanch, that's Canada, and I believe okay. that's that's corn, sort of uh, Newfoundland area because that's from Trailer Park Boys. Okay. And the brewery was out of what Kansas City. Mm-hmm. That's, that's some length there, and then Yeti Great Divide to the Himalayas would be the furthest. That's my estimation. I, I agree. You seem smarter than me, so I think <laughs> <laughs> you, you almost got it there. Oh, I almost got oh. it there. No points awarded. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so closest is the Bigfoots here in Nevada because it is in the Pacific and the Northwest region. That's where the Bigfoot lives. The second closest would have been the same squanch <laughs> uh, because Kansas City, North, Kansas City, Missouri is closer to Canada. I just went closest city in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, the skunk ape, however, is the Bigfoot of Florida. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes. The skunk ape is the Bigfoot of Florida. So Moorhead, Minnesota, which is at the close to the top of Minnesota near the Canadian border all the way down to Florida is about a thousand six hundred some miles. Okay. Man, then, that, that does sound like a Florida thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a skunk ape. It <laughs> roams around in the fucking bayou smelling bad. And, <laughs> <laughs> 
and then of course you guys were correct that the Yeti is the farthest away. That's the easy one. So. Yeah, you know right. what? I'm I'm taking half credit for that. Okay. Yeah, that was, you, you got it. You you get the points. We're, 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 we'll get half a point. I, I, I give you both three quarters points because you kind of okay. got, you know, you, you understood right. the Bigfoot and the Yeti and you got the Sam Squanch. You knew where it was from. So I'll give you three quarter points each. All right. Damn skunk ape that gets you every time. <laughs> On to your next puzzle. Baphomet Wheat Dog. The brewery's Moab Brewery, Crosscut Brewery, Talisman Brewery, Vale and Bad Joker all form a loose pentagram around which paranormal site? What are the names again? Moab, Crosscut, Talisman, Vale, and Bad Joker. Bad Joker. A pentagram of what UFO site? Around what paranormal site? Paranormal site? Either Roswell or Area 51? No, neither of those. No, huh? The black box. Not that one. The fang. Hey. Uh, the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get. I'll give you that. Three of the breweries are in Utah. Utah. What's up in Utah? Three of the breweries are in Utah. I don't want all like Mormons there. Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get into that conversation. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll say Devil's Tower. That is not correct either. Damn it, man! We suck at this. <laughs> it's a it's a pretty well known site as well. It's probably one of the most active sites that's not Area Fifty One. What is it? If you're if you're willing to give up and sacrifice your points, <laughs> I'm willing to sacrifice my points. So the pentagram, the loose pentagram that is formed by these five breweries encircles the Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Skinwalker Ranch, famous for multiple paranormal things, including UFO sightings, cattle mutilation, gets its name from the the, uh, Native American concept of like lycanthropy of you know shape-shifting beings so yeah yeah we have a we have a place uh, close to where i live is uh, a city called dundee where a lot of ufo sightings have apparently happened and there's actually a day one day a year where people get together and uh it's called ufo days people just look in the sky <laughs> that's i can see that being a good time <laughs> yeah yeah it is, it is. are you ready for your next puzzle yes yes Last year, talk was sparked around the existence of a particular cryptid when a letter agency member posted their knowledge of said cryptid on Reddit. What beer would they most enjoy? (laughs) (laughs) So your choices are Goat's Blood Incantation by Brimming Horde Meanery, Taylor Ham and Egg and Cheese by Knotted Root, Sequench by Dogfish Head, or simply Mothman by Evergreen. The 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 goat's blood. That would be my guess. Can you can you read the question itself again, please? Last year, talk was sparked around the existence of a particular cryptid when a letter agency member 
posted their knowledge of said cryptid on Reddit. What beer would this cryptid most enjoy? Yeah, I mean, was it the Mothman? You see, I was kind of thinking Mothman as well. Yeah, there's, there's simply Mothman by Evergreen. There's Taylor Ham and Egg and Cheese by Knotted Root. There's Goat's Blood Incantation. And then there's the Sequench. I feel I'm like... Going... I feel, yeah, it's either the, the Mothman or the, the Goat's Blood one. Let's go Mothman. Let's give West Virginia right. a little bit of love. We don't give them enough love on this show. All right, all right. It's Mothman stuff. So Mothman by Evergreen, which is located out of PA, is incorrect. Oh, darn it. <laughs> we got another chance. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go for it. How about the, uh, the the goat's blood one? That's also incorrect. Damn it. <laughs> the se- sequence. Sequence? Yeah. Correct. All right. Got it. <laughs> Controversy was sparked on the conspiracy subreddit when a supposed NOAA member was leaving their job at the NOAA and revealed that the existence of mermaids was real. Oh, geez. I mean, Rob wouldn't know that one. That's why I included that. <laughs> we probably, we probably talked about it. I, I, I don't know if you guys actually talked about it, but it was part of like the original post came about in March of 2020. Okay. And that subreddit has been going on about it for you know a while. Crazy. I, I mean, until recently even. Okay, okay. I'll have to, I'll have to dive into that, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Forget about them sometimes. So that sounds like an entire episode ready to go right there. Yeah, I think well, so. They did it they did an episode of mermaids. So oh, no, I'm talking about just this specific oh, conspiracy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So I'll give you guys bonus points if you can tell me what cryptid is referenced by the Taylor Ham egg and cheese by knotted root. Uh I don't even know. Ham and cheese, huh? It would be uh, like a... Taylor ham, egg and cheese. I don't know. I had no idea. Ah, I was hoping you guys could come together on this one. No, I. this isn't my jam, I'll tell you. And, well, no, no, but I hear, here, here's the logic behind it. Taylor ham, egg and cheese. Taylor ham is very specific to New Jersey. Oh, the New Jersey. Oh. Yeah. I was okay. hoping Adam would have gotten the Taylor ham part and then... You obviously know the Jersey Devil is part of, you know. <laughs> no, sorry. No, I, that, that is one part of weird regional trivia that I don't know. Uh, we talked about it on a previous episode. How long ago was that? Like within the past five. Oh. Yeah. I had we no took, excuse then. Yeah. <laughs> know what I've talked about my last five. <laughs> we actually talked about it on the episode with, um, it, it was mentioned on the episode with Brian Reed. Because oh, he talked about pork roll, and there's also Taylor ham sandwiches. Yeah. Yes, you yeah. are correct. Yep. Interesting. Yep, because yep. All, all sandwiches all devolve into tacos. Yes, all sandwiches are tacos. <laughs> all right. It's got to listen to the episode, but people will get it. <laughs> Brothers Technology Church Claw. Moving on, there is the Reptilian Shadow Government, the Conspiracy Tangle, Chemtrail, in the whole earth what do all of these have in common they do with the, have to do with the rich people other than, other than the obvious <laughs> <laughs> the reptilian chemtrails reptilian shadow government conspiracy tangle chemtrails hollow earth petaluma pittsburgh reno cleveland 
it's all UFO sighting stuff. I, I mean, reptilian stuff is just like a bloodline. Oh man, I'm the wrong guy to be talking about. <laughs> but don't worry, I'm even worse. Uh, I was just gonna make a stupid joke about them all being South Park premises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, chemtrails are like uh, is is controlling the weather. Reptilians is like yeah, you know like uh, royalty or famous people. I don't know, maybe like just overall control. Maybe no. Popul- yeah, population control. No. Oh, you guys are going to say with the hollow earth yet there's only so much room you can only let so many people in well th- that just shows you don't understand what the hollow earth is about <laughs> you are correct yes <laughs> <laughs> this is not news uh, i feel like we're disappointing you steve th- just yeah, because right. just because there's one in this list again it's it's an it's a an, an atom thing reptilian <laughs> shadow government conspiracy tangle chemtrails Hollow Earth, Petaluma, Pittsburgh, Reno, Cleveland. Has to do with Pittsburgh, huh? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, disappointing. <laughs> Conspiracy Tangle, Grist House, Hollow Earth, Masthead, Cleveland. Oh, they're all beer names. There you go. Oh, all right. <laughs> You went way too hard with it. There is a, there is another deeper connection to it, though. If you want to reference, again, Adam, this is sort of on your shoulders. Oh, great. Just go back to last week's episode. I was kind of drunk on that one, so. But Yeah, but what are they all? They are all. Porters. I mean, you're on the right track, Drew, but they're all New England IPAs. Oh, all right. <laughs> Come on, Adam. <laughs> You built, you built last week's segment around the conspiracy of New England IPAs <laughs> taking over the world. Well, that's because that's true. <laughs> that I mean, that's not a conspiracy. That's just fact. Exactly. New England IPAs are are softening the palates of the American beer drinker, and yeah. that's how the how the shadow government is going to control everybody and turn everybody into eating and drinking soy like green. Yeah, and eating other people. That's fact. That's not a conspiracy. I'm sorry. Well, so bringing that into a conspiracy quiz is just outright wrong. <laughs> I'm glad the pressure's on you and not me. But now, but now you know of four <laughs> conspiracy named New England IPAs. This All is right. true. This is really like true. That. So it further proves your point, because why would these breweries go out of their way to name them conspiracy names if there wasn't already a conspiracy in place? That's it's right. hidden in plain sight. Exactly. There's one dedicated about Tom Brady afterwards. You know, wrong. you know how much I don't hate drunk Tom Brady right now? He was, he was drunk. He had to get walked to wherever he was going. A guy had to help him. Yes, after he was throwing the Super Bowl trophy from boat to boat. How would you do that? He's got six more at home. He don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eventually, it loses its uh, you know splendor. <laughs> uh, Eventually, they all just become doorstops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you have a valid point. <laughs> <laughs> he don't give a shit. He's been there. Doesn't stop going either. All right, your next puzzle, guys. I've been saying a series of words throughout this segment. Yeah. What is the tie? Church claw radio. 
Porter, Fog, Champagne, Baphomet, Wheat, Dog, Brothers, Technology. Well, something to do with beer. Yes, you're on. You're on the track. You're on the trail. I, I, I'm hearing it, it. It each each grouping has a beer style in it, and I can possibly decipher out a brewery out of each of those. Church, Claw, Radio, Porter, Fog, Champagne, Baphomet, Wheat, Dog, Brothers, Technology. We claw like White Claw. I don't know. I was the first one like white stuff. (laughs) 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 Things that are white. Things that white white people like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. I I mean, I heard you saying no man. And I was like, I I, I didn't understand, but now I I see there were uh, clues. Uh, You're, you're, I don't know. Something with beers, huh? Sure as hell hope so. Otherwise, I'm screwed. <laughs> so church to me is Church Brew Works here in Pittsburgh. Okay. Claw? There's the white claw. That's the only thing. Yeah. I can't think of anything Pittsburgh-centric that would be claw. There's dog. I mean, dogfish head. That's the only thing I can think of. There's dogfish head. There's brew dog. Oh, brew dog. Yeah, that's in. I think that's also in Ohio. That's a that's a, a Columbus Columbus brewery. All right, so let me turn this all in your head. Oh, it's great. not a brewery name; it's beer names. Beer names, huh? Church? Yeah, I don't know. Have I had these? Uh, not, I? Necess- not necessarily. But Have there's I something- had these? Nope. But there's something that ties them all together. They're all very holy. Christhouse is also involved again. Are they all code names for missile sites? No, they're not code names for missile sites. They are uh, just to simplify it earlier or more for you guys. It's something before each word to make a beer name. Brew. So brew church, brew claw, blue radio. No, no, no. Church claw, radio porter, fog, champagne. Baphomet, Wheat, Dog, Brothers, Technology. Alien. Brew. Alien. Alien Champagne came from Grist's house. Alien Church, Alien Claw, Alien Radio, Alien Porter, Alien Fog, Alien Champagne, Alien Baphomet, Alien Wheat, Alien Dog, Alien Brothers, Alien Technology. Alien Ant Farm. Alien. <laughs> the answer is alien. Yes. Oh, all right. Got it. Nailed it. Gee, you got it. You, how much time did it take you to put this together? Yeah, I don't know. I had free time. <laughs> Jeez. I think fun. we got one point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we got collectively three and a half. <laughs> Your all final right. puzzle. Oh, there's goes, more. Yeah, it goes like this. PA, 2.8. UFO, 3.54. Wisconsin, 3.56. Coordinates? You guys will never figure it out. I just It's just a f- fun fact for me. U- UFO sightings? <laughs> the number of UFO sightings on average? 
The average Drew's, Drew has got two thirds of it. All right. Okay. So it's got to be someone with aliens. Uh, Drew has got two thirds of it. PA 2.8, UFO 3.54, Wisconsin 3.56. Like million, million total alien sightings. 3.6 million. I don't know. Now you're you're on the right track beforehand. <laughs> With a, with average people, that gives you two thirds of it. What's the, the average, average third? Uh, number the average of breweries per hundred thousand people? No. Damn. The Damn. average number of UFO sightings a person sees in those states? Yes, you got two thirds of it with that. The other third. The amount of probes people get. <laughs> the oh, other man. third is the untapped score of UFO beer. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty good. All right, I can dig it. Yeah. So between the dates of January 2019 and June 2020, uh, PA registered 358 UFO sightings, which leads to 2.8 a hundred uh, per hundred thousand people. Nice. And then Wisconsin had 207. But that leads to 3.56 per hundred thousand within the state. Okay. And then UFO beer, they're just average untapped rating as a brewery is 3.54. I saw a UFO not that long ago. I get that on some UFO. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's all, it, yeah. It's all pretty decent. It's all pretty drinkable. Nice. Holy yeah. shit, Steve. You ran us through the ringer. Yeah. That's why I made you work as a team. <laughs> that still didn't work. <laughs> Wow. Oh, I feel bad about myself. So thank yeah, you, fine. Steve. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel so bad because I knew you have like a very limited basis. And I wasn't sure how deep Drew could go. And then Not I, very, also, I also know I didn't set it up in a quiz format. It's just like hard ass puzzles. So <laughs> Yeah, it was good work. I like I'm that. good with that. I'm good with that. Hopefully y'all learn something about UFOs and conspiracies and cryptids hopefully i think so the bottom line is all new england ipas are driving everybody <laughs> to not have a palate and which we will all eventually be enjoying soil and green because of the ipas yes we will all be single-tongued in the future <laughs> yes <sighs> uh with that thank though, you technocrats yeah <laughs> with that though thank you drew for coming on the show yeah, thanks for having uh, me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we hope you had a good time. Yeah, I totally. would like to give you this time now to promote your show and anything else that you want to. Uh, any social media. Dudes with Brews on a Porch is the podcast name at on Twitter at Dudes on a Porch. Uh, we're on Instagram. I think it's like Dudes with Bruce Pod. Facebook, all that stuff. Untapped, Dudes with Bruce Pod. Uh, be my friend. See what we're drinking. Um... Outside of that, that's it, I think. I mean, we, we do stuff every every week or try to. That's about it. I got married recently. She's giving me the stink eye right now. <laughs> Congratulations on the marriage. Not necessarily the stink eye. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, we'll, we'll get you guys on, on an episode of our show as well. 
upcoming. For sure. Looking forward to it. Feel yeah. free to invite me on a Strange Brews episode. I won't be put <laughs> off by that. Definitely do that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we we got to put something together soon. We'll do it. Right on. I like it. Awesome. And if you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA and that'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to find brand new episodes of Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should, then search Hop Nation USA on your favorite podcatcher like Stitcher Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everything that starts with pod and ends with cast. We're on that. And if you're on any of those, leave a five-star review because we are a six-star show, but they only let us use five. That's a bigger crime than trying to trespass on Skinwalker Ranch right now. Boy, is that place <laughs> locked down after the new owner took over. The new owner? Yeah, some dude in a mining company, I believe. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's a shell corporation, actually, called Anima- Adamantium uh, Holdings or something like that. Hmm. And then he just bought Skinwalker Ranch and then locked it down with fences and cameras and everything. Yep, and- it's all coming together now. It all makes sense. It was all true the whole time, and this dude knew it. <laughs> so thank you, everybody, for joining us. We'll be back next week. Drew, thank you again. Thank you. Uh, it's been a hell of a time. We'll have to do this again, hopefully soon. Definitely. You know, we'll, uh, we'll have to get Rob on here, too. We'll have to yeah. drag yeah. his ass onto the show. We'll talk yeah. mermaids. I'm good with that. And we'll see you next time on the Zoom Porch.